geocaching scripture. Geocaching, if you're not familiar with it, is that rarefied sport hobby of finding these little treasures in often familiar places, but all over the place. There's an, some in Antarctica, there's some on the top of Mount Everest, or some in, you know, 7,000 feet below in the ocean. And I've found some across the street from the Golden Basket Crappy Cafe here in Appleton. So they're all over the place. Um, geocaches, these little treasures that you find in familiar places that sort of bring the dimension back into hunting or hiking or treasure hunting, whatever you want to call it. And for me, it's a perfect metaphor for how I read Scripture now. I, I was raised in the church. I was raised in the Scripture. Uh, I was ministry for 10 years. I went to seminary, all sorts of things. And um, it's become over-familiar. It's become uh, pathways I seem to know very well. But when I look to actually see the treasures that are there, uh, treasures of language, uh, cultural situation, history, theology, all sorts of things, I find myself seeing again the dimension and genius and holy creativity behind the scripture. And that's where I come up with geocaching scripture. So let's go ahead and do it. This is Josh here broadcasting to you from the Blanket Fort. Um, it, it's been a week or some change since last time I did a geocache and um, had intervening friends from out of town and all sorts of other things going on. So I wasn't able to uh, sit down in the old blanket fort and get a good recording out to you. And now I want to do it, and I want to start a new series. And I'm thinking of calling these series Weird Places Jesus Went. Weird Places Jesus Went. Um, the genres aren't like chuck full of a bunch of... Uh, Geography, I mean, at least they, they kind of give a, a map of what's going on, but there's not a lot of, like, you know, the sun was glancing through the temple, and the the herds of wildebeest were running through the forest, and, you know, there's all this kind of detail. But it does give these details of places that Jesus goes. And, and one of the things you'll find that I've heard said before is that the gospel writers never wasted ink. And so when they include these details, they're usually really important. Um, so, like this one, John chapter 5, verse 2. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of, invalid, uh, of individuals, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who'd been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? So the pool of Bethesda... With the five roots, five roofed colonnades near the Sheep Gate. Very interesting story. Um, so, one of the things, one of the one of the modern currents of this story is kind of interesting. So, a lot of uh, people had interpreted this as metaphorical, and the five roofed colonnades being the five books of the Pentateuch, and um, you know, all these things that sort of said, okay, ah, this is a metaphor, let's not get all crazy. Um, and usually part of the, the metaphorical movement of the 19th century especially, which was, you know, let's take all the miracles out of the Bible, they're inconvenient to our modern assumptions about science and cosmology and everything else, and uh, so let's just remove those. And then, of course, as happens often, they found it. 
archaeologists found it in the 19th century, and they discovered the the pool of Bethesda. And so there was this whole, oh, 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 it's not metaphorical. Yeah, none of it is. Anyway, so there we go. I just think that's an interesting one. Bethesda, it is a, a very interesting story, very familiar story, and an interesting place for it to happen. Um, so what it probably was, was the, what they call an Asclepion, um, and it tied into the Greco-Roman god Asclepius, who was the god of healing, and these Asclepions were like hospitals in a way, um, where there were pool, usually pools of water, and the water was supposed to have healing powers, and in this particular one, um, people would, uh, they would take certain narcotics or whatever else, you know, like certain, I mean, they wouldn't call them narcotics at the time, but they would call them um, sleeping, sleeping remedies or whatever, and then they would sleep, and they'd hopefully have a dream sent to them by Asclepius about how they could be healed of whatever they were ill with, um, and it could be almost anything. It was all, all kinds of different body ailments. I mean, we, they didn't have any sort of modern medicine that we have, so this was the best they could do. And one of the things that's sacred to Asclepion is, is, was the, um, Asclepius, sorry, was the snake. So they had these non-venomous snakes that would just kind of be hanging around. So you'd be sleeping and like non-venomous snakes would be like slithering around. All that to say, you know, people were somewhat desperate for healing, that they would just sleep and have snakes slithering around them on the, while they napped, which is gross and weird. Um, but this was one of those places. And what it became was almost a place where you dropped off people who you didn't want to deal with. It sort of became this center for, for sick people who were there. And it became this hot spot of desperation. Um, the name of the pool is said to be derived from the Hebrew... Our Aramaic words, Bethesda, which means house of mercy, but hez, Hezda, part of that, also means shame or disgrace. So it could be two different things, a house of mercy, shame and disgrace. It was probably one of those things where, you know, people kind of had a joking name for it, you know, oh, that's the house of mercy, but it's also the sick, blind, lame, and withered club, that kind of thing. So it was this place of desperation. It was not a place... Uh, where you wanted to go, and not a place where it was within Jesus' uh, best career interests to be seen and to go. Uh, another one of the things, if you look at any um, of the more recent versions of John 5, um, like I read out of the, usually out of the English Standard Version, um, you'll see that verse 4 is missing. And verse 4 is that weird verse about how an angel troubled the water and then people would run to the water to get in. And you see the man refer to it, you know, no one ever carries me down to the water to help me to get in. Uh, those kind of questions. Um, very strange, very, uh, the historical background for that is not very good, so they usually take the verse out. These perhaps, perhaps is a reference to um, this being an underground spring and there being, um, you know, uh, an underground current to it, gas bubbles underneath that would come up and would mess up the water sometimes. And people had sort of a superstition that was associated with it. Um, hard to tell exactly. But anyway, all that to say, this is a repository of desperation. That's where Jesus is. 
the repository of desperation. And don't we have those places where we hang out or we see people and the only thing they have to offer is their need? Uh, they're hard places to be. They're hard places to stand in for long. And that always seemed to be the place where Jesus wanted to be, which is always interesting to me. I, I think of when I was a chaplain years ago, and uh, I was a chaplain on a uh, rehabilitation unit, and then we had a gym there that people would come into, and eventually it became a, a place where people just kind of hung out, and usually people who were injured and couldn't, um, couldn't find much understanding in other places. Um, they would come with their wheelchairs, they would come with their um, walkers. These are people with head injuries, you know, who, who couldn't complete a sentence and um, who walked funny or looked different or had trouble, you know, needed help to go to the bathroom, needed all kinds of things. It became this place where they felt safe, but where the rest of the world didn't really want to go, or at least didn't want to stay. And that's where Jesus was. And if you're looking for him, it seems to be where he hangs out still. I met him there with those patients for sure. And we can still do that today. And that's all I got for you. Geocaching scripture, tiny treasures. In the big truth, if the Bible ever seems boring, look again look deeper there's other levels of treasure thanks Axiomana cheers